Shots rang out from the old woman's hand. Not stopping, she continued to reload the car and continued to shoot at the man who was crawling in a pool of blood. This time the man had collapsed completely, no longer moving. As if to reassure her, she calmly went to look for bullets and shot again to make sure the other man was dead. She continued to drive to a cafe in the city to celebrate her birthday with her friends. Welcome back to our channel. Today we will come to the shocking case of California, USA. In an unthinkable case, the elderly mother-in-law, Cynthia C. DeBaca, ruthlessly murdered her own son-in-law, Gio Wardestacchio, with 12 shots. What is the motive that makes a grandma like Cynthia able to act like that? Is this a premeditated crime or just a temporary outburst of anger? Circumstances and eyewitness accounts have gradually opened up this tragic story. Cynthia even shook hands with the police when it was confirmed that her son-in-law Gio Ward was dead. Is there anything wrong with this case? Take a deep breath to walk with us through the door of darkness. We will find out the tragic case of the family of old woman Cynthia C. DeBaca. The investigation begins in the city of Fallbrook in California. Cynthia C. DeBaca's birthday is February 11, and she was born in 1951. Her only child was a girl who went by the name of Laura C. DeBaca, and she was her only child. Laura C. DeBaca was a typical, carefree, and optimistic young woman. As a child is developing, she was the kind of girl who cared deeply about her family, avoided getting into trouble, and had a genuine interest in music. Throughout her childhood and into adulthood, she would become acquainted with a man whose name was Gioward Estacchio. The two would get along famously, and in the year 2001, they would tie the knot. Gioward had reached the age of 40 at the time. While serving in the United States Armed Forces Reserves, he worked as a real estate agent in Fallbrook. He was also a member of the United States Armed Forces. In addition to continuing to fulfill these responsibilities over the course of the years to come, he was also the father of two grown children from a previous marriage. Because Lori was also an estate agent, the two of them were able to increase their level of financial comfort together as their relationship developed. Geo Word was already a wealthy man. In Fallbrook, California, the married couple made their home together on a street named Bremar Terrace, which is known for its picturesque and cozy atmosphere. From the outside, it appeared as though Geo Word and Laura's family was one that was filled with a lot of joy despite the fact that they only had two children together. To be fair, the majority of them were. However, when everything is taken into account, life is far from ideal. Into the year 2013 now, both Gerard and Laura kept fairly full schedules as a pair. They were both employed full-time in some capacity. They were both responsible for the care of two children. But Gerard, who was also a rugby coach for a local school, kept the entire family very busy. To add to the workload, Laura's mother, Cynthia, took on additional tasks at home. 
Cynthia had suffered a stroke a number of years before, and going forward, she would live with the Estacchio family in what they referred to as the Granny Flat, a separate structure that was built on top of the family's garage. In light of the circumstances, Gio Word took Cynthia under his wing and provided a cozy and even pleasant environment for her to reside in. Nevertheless, there remained friction between the two of them. Gerard was a devoted husband and father, but perhaps it was his background in the military that caused him to think in such a way. He was a man who refused to change his habits. At his rugby club, he had a reputation for being a stern coach, and his children frequently remarked how challenging it was to live up to his standards. At the time, Jawad's older boys characterized him as having an authoritative and dominant attitude. Because he had high expectations for his children, he disciplined them severely. And even though most people shrugged this off, Cynthia was not convinced by it in the least. Cynthia was a wacky grandma who loved her family very much. Gerard's personality was the complete antithesis of hers. The two would dispute about practically everything and anything, from national politics to the best way to bring up their children. In addition, there were warning signs to be seen in the manner in which G.O. Word interacted with his wife and his mother-in-law. It was reported that Cynthia made the choice to stay at their home permanently in November 2013, after discovering bruises on her daughter's arm that she would claim or at least suspect, had been made by Gerard. The alleged incident occurred after Cynthia discovered the bruises on her daughter's arm. There were some good times between Cynthia and Gioward, but from the beginning of 2001 all the way up to 2014, the two were always getting on each other's nerves. They were hostile toward one another but they had no idea that their animosity against one another was about to explode in an unexpected way. It was February 11, 2014 at that time. It was also Cynthia's birthday, which fell on a Tuesday that week. The sun shone brightly all day long and fall broke, and despite the cool morning breeze, the temperature was unmistakably high. While getting ready to attend his daughter's spelling bee competition, Gerard was getting the day's chores organized. On the other hand, it was later on that morning, just after 8 o'clock, when others in the neighborhood around the residence called the police. I am communications dispatcher number 10 for the sheriff's office. May I assist you? I was in my bathroom washing my hair when I heard what sounded like gunshots. Can you help me figure out what it was? And as I opened my window, I could make out what sounded like a man pleading for assistance and crying, Help me, help me. I've just heard the shot fired once more. I can confirm that there were approximately five gunshots fired in the direction of my home. I can now make out the sound of someone yelling, Help me. Oh my, another shot has been fired. Another shot. Was that what you said? One more observation to make. Okay. The 911 calls would eventually direct law enforcement to Bremer Terrace, where they would find the Estacchio family house. 
they would discover Jiwoo once they got to their destination. He sustained a total of 12 bullet wounds. The evidence at the crime scene led the investigators to quickly deduce that Jawad had been attacked while he was in the process of doing his laundry. Initially, he sustained five gunshot wounds. However, it appeared that the attack had been halted since the police found a bloody trail extending from the backyard to the kitchen. This indicated that the attackers had been moving within the house. Unfortunately for Geoward, his assailant was able to shoot him through the glass as he slid even further away from the door after he had already locked it and fired the gun through the glass before shutting it. Glass and garbage were immediately outside the entrance. They were heartbroken by the news, but the police were able to get in touch with practically everyone in the family. The police contacted the family to convey the devastating news. Everyone else, with the exception of Cynthia. Laura was in such a state that she did not know for certain where Cynthia was, but through her frenzy and tears, she was able to provide the police with a general concept of where she may be. After that, the police would look for Cynthia and eventually discover her. They didn't find her until much later, at three o'clock in the afternoon, when they went to her favorite coffee shop. They escorted her to the police station in the area so that she might be questioned there. And this is the point at which the narrative goes completely bonkers. What impression did he leave on you? What are you trying to say here? That gets an enormous middle finger up from me. You didn't like it. You are being so cruel to me with him. Everyone gets treated poorly by him. That is correct. Does anyone make an effort to stop him? There's no stopping him. It seemed as though somebody had to intervene and stop him. I did. I was responsible. Someone needed to put a stop to him. I did. Okay. Is he not alive? You tell me. Must have passed away. Is he not alive? I certainly do. It came to light that on the morning of Geoward's tragic day, Cynthia was also making preparations to attend the spelling bee competition that her granddaughter was participating in. However, when she arrived downstairs that morning, she met Jawad, and it sparked another dispute between the two of them. On that particular morning, Cynthia had arrived wearing a basketball shirt. And despite the fact that Jawad responded by saying that she had a ghetto appearance, this astonishingly turned out to be the final straw that caused Cynthia to lose her cool and flip out. Cynthia went upstairs and retrieved a revolver with a caliber of 38 from the drawer that was next to her bed. After that, she went back downstairs to speak with Geoward. He was doing the washing outside in the fresh air. Because he had his back turned to her, he was not even aware that she had begun firing on him until it was too late. However, Cynthia felt that this was not sufficient. She would limp over to her vehicle to reload a pistol before making her way back to the kitchen area to fire another five shots. After that, she would head back to her car for a second time and reload her weapon before making another trip back to the range for another five shots.
However, Cynthia wasn't finished with her confession just yet. No, it would grow worse. Did he say anything to you? Grandma, I love you. You received that from him, right? Yeah. After you had previously shot him. Grandma, did he tell you that I love you? Yeah. God curses you. Find out if he is able to obtain it. I didn't care. He is not dead. It's not him. Oh, good. Good. Oh, I'm so grateful. After that, Cynthia would walk away, leaving Geo Word to die on the floor. She would go back to her vehicle, climb in the driver's seat, and then leave the scene. So where do you plan on going? And if you had just fired a gun, what steps would you take next? Would you consider making a temporary escape, turning yourself in, or leaving the country? Cynthia. After that, she would drive to Pachanga, which is a resort casino located to the northeast of Fallbrook, and gamble for more than two hours there. After that, she would get up and go to one of her favorite coffee shops, which is where the law enforcement officers would eventually locate her. To set the record straight, Cynthia, you are not permitted to visit my coffee house. Sorry. Cynthia was brought into arrest and is being held on suspicion of murder in the first degree. However, it would not be until February 2017, a full three years later, that she would be brought to trial. The jury would find out that Cynthia had bought a handgun just three weeks before the murder, and that during that time, she had also spent numerous afternoons at a local firing range to learn how to use the weapon. This information would be presented to the jury. The jury would also eventually decide that Cynthia had acquired the rifle and attended the training sessions with the intention of murdering Geo Word. This verdict would come as no surprise to anyone. At the next opportune argument in this case, which was a statement made by Geo Word about the apparel that she was wearing, the subject of Geo Ward's abusive behavior towards Cynthia would also be brought up in court, and Laura would even testify against Geo Ward to support charges that he was sometimes harsh. However, there is no evidence that can be found to support these assertions. Cynthia would also assert that Geo Ward had discarded the urn that held the ashes of her late husband, which, granted, would be a valid point of contention on its own. That's a fairly bad thing to do, all things considered. However, it was never established whether he did or did not do that. Another aspect of Cynthia's mental health that will be investigated during the course of the trial will be her responses to the interrogation questions. Her past stroke would be taken into consideration during the diagnostic process with the intention of determining whether or not it has any bearing on the ways in which she thinks and acts. However, the results of such evaluations would indicate that Cynthia was indeed competent and that she had rationality prior to making the decision to kill Geo Ward. Cynthia C. DeBacco was found guilty on all charges on March 23, 2017 
and was sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole after 50 years. But at the age of 66, it is safe to say that Cynthia will never again see the outside world while the case against her is pending. This is a tragedy, according to her daughter Laura Stacchio, who is now known as Laura Salinas, who spoke to the jury. I have a lot of love for both my mother and Gio work. There is no way out of this situation. Not for anyone. It's just complete sadness. The jury came to the conclusion that, regardless of whether or not there was abuse in the household, Cynthia was still a monstrous person. Without any consideration of the possible outcomes or feelings of guilt, she made the choice to take Geo Word's life into her own hands and carried it out. After that, she put an end to a dispute that had been going on for 10 years. But in doing so, she also removed a father from the lives of four children, a husband from her own daughter, and a son, a brother, a nephew, and an uncle from the Estacchio family. She had demonstrated via initial interviews with the police that her actions and behaviors were completely devoid of any guilt or regret despite the fact that the case itself was already problematic enough on its own. As a result, she has earned the right to spend the remainder of her life in prison. And this is exactly what will happen. And so ends the story. Despite the remarkable case, which at times could even be perceived as comical, this was a truly horrifying legal matter. Geo Word though not without flaws in his pronunciation and character, was a kind parent to his children and always pushed them to succeed. He may have been tough on them at times, but that's what any caring father would do. It's tragic that he was taken from us so soon. Rest in peace, Geoward. The conflict between Cynthia and Geoward is a complex and troubling matter. It's unclear whether Cynthia was in her right mind when she committed the act, but regardless, it never should have happened. One valuable lesson to take away from this is to never judge someone based on their appearance, as it could lead to devastating consequences. Thank you for taking the time to consider our argument today and for visiting our channel. If you enjoyed this content, Please subscribe and like our story for more criminal cases. We value your thoughts and opinions, so please share them in the comments section below. Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. Goodbye.